Welcome to the Outside the Business Boxes podcast, where we're talking about how to ignite your business today for the future using systems for everything you do in your business to make your life, your employees' lives, and your customers' lives easier for you to ultimately enjoy your business and, of course, make more money. I'm your host, Chad Murray. Thanks for joining Outside the Business Box podcast. I am Chad Murray, your host. And again, thanks for coming again to another episode of what in the hell do I have to say to help you out? <laughs> well, I have experience. I have a lot of things and insights and a lot of things that a lot of people don't understand. I'm a little outside the box, hence the name of my company. So today our topic is an interesting one. I'm in the middle of writing a book. And thanks to Darren Bebo and Mark Stoner, Darren Darren gave me my uh, uh, writer who's going to help me write it. I've already recorded the book before I even did. I've been working on this for a couple of years now. Um, um, I do, oh, By the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can go to YouTube and watch. Uh, I, I started recording just now and didn't realize that I've got the white beater shirt on showing off my new tattoo. Uh, and yeah, this isn't... <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm probably not your typical... Uh, podcast business coach looking guy on on YouTube right now, but hey, you know what the hell? I am who I am. I will promise to dress up in the in the future, but I got stuff to say as as I'm dressed today because the tattoo is part of the is part of the deal. So, you know, as I'm writing my book, and I had to do some recordings on some other. Um, the way I'm writing the book is I I literally just talk into the microphone and then I. Then I transcribe it, and then I keep a file on Google Drive on all, all of the stuff. And then I also have uh, all the recordings. And so over two years, I've compiled a pretty good book, uh, I think. You know, whether or not it ever makes me rich or anything, it doesn't even matter. It's any of my clients to hear stories that I don't tell and how I got to where I am. I mean, really in-depth, a lot of stuff when I was a kid and and things that I'm not going to talk about on the podcast. I want you to to read the book. So uh, the funny thing about it is, is is uh, Darren gave me the book guy. He used to be a chimney guy, and so I'm not going to call out his name right now. But uh, when you get my book, you see my writer on it. You can look him up then, or you can just call Darren and ask if you're interested in writing a book. Call Darren and see who it is. Um, but. Uh, I've been trying to find a title and it's, it's, I've come up with so many titles and who better to run titles by than Mark Stoner. Right. And so I, uh, I, I have texted him. I can't tell you countless times with names. We've been together. We've, we've tried to try to come up with names and no name ever hits him. And quite frankly, that he, that he likes, and I just, you know, I really come to my wits end on it. And finally it hit me. I was telling a customer the other, or a client the other day, um, hey, just go get yourself in trouble. Just, just do it. You know, I mean, uh, and what does that mean? Well, it's a catchphrase I've had for years. I've never, never made it a legal catchphrase. I mean, not like, you know. Darren has, you know, his catchphrase and everything else. Um, 
but it's just like, okay, that's the name of the book. Go get yourself in trouble. Chronicles of owning and operating a service business. That's going to be the name of the book as of right now. I think it's a great title because what have we all done? We all went and got ourselves in trouble and became service business owners. And hopefully you make it to the point of the true entrepreneur. And so, um, I mean, you're all entrepreneurs. You're just stage one if you haven't made it to where you're not operating the day to day and you can leave for any given amount of time. But that's not the subject today. And so I'm sitting here today. I had to record. I actually had a recording. I lost some recordings um, somehow through another computer of my first initial startup of of when I was a kid. Uh, and and kind of, actually, my startup was there. It was kind of more of my middle school, high school, and military days. The recordings were gone. I mean, it's actually a blessing that I lost them because I started to take notes. Anytime I had a note, I went into my my uh, uh, notes in my iPhone, and I have a book file that I write down whatever story that occurred to me that should go into the book, uh, and I would write all these notes. So today, before I did this podcast, I recorded four 30-minute recordings about my life that I had notes on. And I sent the file over to the writer. And so, um, so yeah, it's pretty exciting. He's going to start in January uh, talking more, calling my friends and you know, more time with me. I might fly out to Maine where he's at. He might fly out to me and spend a few days of, you know, just whatever. Uh, but I've got probably about 18 to 20 hours of recordings that have all been translated uh, for him to go through, make a book out of it. And am I that interesting? I don't know. I mean, of course, I think I am. And I hope, and obviously, if you're listening, you think I am too. So uh, one of the things I was reading and why I'm telling you this now, other than I'm excited, is it's kind of the preamble to your book. Start getting people excited for your book. And so if you are listening to my podcast, uh, um, I'll make a deal with you. I will give you a free book if you do a review for me on Amazon uh, when it comes out. I mean, day one, you gotta, it's going to be a timed thing from what I read. You're going to have to have that review for me uh, on there that helped help Amazon to give me uh, a better ranking for a new book that they'll start suggesting my book. So I'm going to start talking about the book a little bit as we go on, and uh, I will send anyone a free copy that does a review for me and we'll I'll have a system for that like I am I'm the system guy I'll have a system for that when that comes out to I know who who uh, will do the book or who got a who will do a review for me and get a book so we'll come out with that but as I'm recording today I start remembering some of the things in my life that are great ideas of what I've done in my life that made me who I am and so one of the things, and this is a very vulnerable moment for me I'm going to talk to you about. I don't know if I ever shared this in my coaching or if I've shared this with anybody that knows me in my podcast. Um, but as as a, as a uh, adolescent, as a kid, I went to a Catholic school. Uh, so my parents got divorced. 
when I was in first grade, the end of first grade or middle of first grade. So um, we actually lived in Arizona, Tucson, Arizona at the time. My dad being from Fort Worth and my mom being from Wisconsin. Um, you can probably, if you listen to the first podcast, you can hear a little bit about how we transplanted in Wisconsin. I spent my my summers in Texas and my winters in Wisconsin. I didn't choose it. They froze me in the winter, cooked me in the summer. And so uh, that was my life, my brother and I, Justin's life. And so moving forward, uh, we got there. My mom's Catholic uh, and, and we were Catholics. And so we moved to La Crosse, Wisconsin, which was a very heavy Catholic Western Wisconsin. They had like, we had like, seven or eight Catholic elementaries and middle schools all you went to first through eighth grade through there. Uh, and then you went to the, the, uh, Catholic high school Aquinas. Well, um, uh, there's no way my mom could afford to send us there. My dad honestly was a deadbeat, uh, financially great. I mean, good father to be growing up, but financially was terrible. The only months we got money was Christmas and our birthday months. That was it. Uh, uh, so my mom really struggled growing up, which is something I watched and learned. I, you know, and how you hear a lot of entrepreneurs that don't want to be, uh, poor anymore. I have that poor story. Uh, I did not grow up poor, but I grew up poor and I didn't really know how poor I was. Um, it's part of the book and, and I'll, I'll share it with you. Um, so we, we, parents split up. And my mom moves us back to Wisconsin, lacrosse. And I start up at the parochial school, the, the Catholic school uh, there called Blessed Sacrament. And I'm going there with, at the t- which I didn't know any difference, with the richest kids in town. Really. I mean, it was, and the most prestigious uh, of them all. I mean, these are the richest of the rich kids. I had no idea. My mom, we, we were in a duplex downtown, down off the bluff, you know, uh, in the neighborhood. Had had no clue, no idea whatsoever uh, that I was being around these kids, you know, at all. Well, apparently, um, my... Mom had went and talked to the priest and they liked her and she like signed up for some scholarship thing or something. So the church essentially paid most she did a financial thing and the church paid for our tuition. So we essentially went there for either free or my mom paid very, very little. So as I'm I'm going there through the years, you know, spent my summers in Texas, so I always leave. And so I had no idea the kind of upbringing I was being raised great. You know, my mom was a stand-up woman, raised us alone, essentially, um, with good values and, and different things like that. And so, I mean, I felt I didn't realize that we were so poor, right? I, didn't, I had no idea. I really didn't. I wasn't a needy kid. I wasn't, didn't need the, the, the stereos and the TVs and the... And the uh, shoes, and I didn't care about clothes that much. Uh, until high school, a little bit I did, but then I got my own job and could pay for stuff. 
But I didn't know the environment I was really being brought up in, which was a very, a very good environment uh, for, uh, for, I guess you would say culturally, um, maybe, a, I'm not going to say elite. We weren't elite by any means, but we, we definitely had morals. You know, we went to church, you know, every, not every day. Luckily, we only went once a week uh, besides Sunday, you know, and then, but we did stuff through the church. I was an altar boy and did all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I really had a great childhood until I ended up going my freshman year to Aquinas. All the parochial schools came together, all the, you know, essentially middle schools, which were all still at the, you know, all one school, first through eighth. Uh, but uh, so we all come together and I did good the first six, you know, first quarter, first couple quarters. And then something at Christmas or right after the new year, something changed. I started to be bullied a little bit by a couple guys that were from another school that I didn't even really pay any mind to. Well, all of a sudden, some of my closer friends I grew up with stopped, like, taking my call. Stop being friendly. And all of a sudden, it was like a light switch overnight within like a week or two. Nobody would really talk to me. And then it was actively out bullying. So why am I telling you this? Because this is a business podcast, right? Well, let me tell you why. Because what it did for me was it made me very tough and strong into the way I handled the bullying. And made me um, really own and stick my head down and do my thing. Which a lot of you know, if you don't know, I've been in the chimney industry for over 25 years. And you didn't know who the hell I was till two, three years ago. Why? Because I didn't give a shit about anyone but me. Now, bad move. I clearly... Own it. We've talked about this in the podcast before. I wish I had come out uh, in with the industry 25 years ago. I didn't. But that also makes me unique. I have a different perspective. So I'll go back to the story. So I lived this life from January through June of literally taking it on the chin from kids at school every day. Now, I never got physically touched or harmed, but I got to tell you, it was excruciating. Now, here's my here's my coping mechanism. I was in a trailer out in the country above across Wisconsin on the bluff, and all my friends up there are from the are from the public school. So I hung out on the weekends and the and whatever with my friends from Central High School. So I would talk to them. They'd help me. I'd go fishing, go hunting, we do all this kind of stuff together. So I really could only have to deal with all that bullying only at school and, and go from there. So I will tell you how it affected me. So I was on the baseball team. Come This is late March, maybe early April. We're out in the fields, the coach pitching, just a, uh, one hitter, obviously, and everyone's shagging the hits. And... They, the whole team, and I don't mean a couple people, the entire team was bullying me while I was, and the coaches didn't do a fucking thing. 
So it's like a TV show when someone's being bullied or a movie. That happened to me. And I got to tell you, it was traumatic. It was a coping thing I had to deal with. And it was rough. And I could not hit the ball to save my life. Now, eighth grade, to let you know my stats at eighth grade, and I don't know exactly, but I essentially, every other game, hit a home run, was the starting catcher uh, with three catchers on the team of my team. You know, I mean, kind of a kind of a core position, the catcher. And I, I, I mean, my my percentage was was well over 300. I mean, I mean, a little guy could still punch home runs. You know, so I was a pretty good player. You fast forward a year later, couldn't even hit the ball. Couldn't even hit a ball. And that's they had they had brought me to that point. So my friends at Central were all very supportive and and did everything. And so uh I just I learned at that point that and this is not a good thing, but it was a good thing for me in my own lesson. I learned how to accept myself and 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 I didn't change for any of those clowns by any means. I was still me. So fast forward to going through the military, being me, graduating Army National Guard as a platoon guide, you know, uh, doing my stint in the Marine Corps, then coming out and starting my own businesses and business and chimney company and stand out. I kept my head down and stayed focused on me because I didn't care what all y'all were doing. Now, I care now what y'all are doing, and I, and I should have cared then, but I will tell you, there's something to me that's always a little different than everybody else. I have always a special little take on something I'm doing that you do. So, I mean, it, I, I always have a little different perspective. So that, we can kind of pull that into the coaching then right now, right? I mean, I have done stuff so wrong, so right, hit or missed, and I really have... I really think about where this comes from as I was writing that book today. And that one experience that I had that six months of being bullied at Aquinas High School in La Crosse, Wisconsin, David, I'm out, um, really molded me into probably how I built my chimney business. I really, really kept my head down and, and really wanted to just do things my way. I wanted it. And the military helped me with the discipline and stuff like that. And so that's how I built my business in the late 90s, 2000s, and now. And then became a business coach. And I think when you get to know me, everyone that gets to know me as a business coach, I mean, I don't have many, many clients quit on me. There's been a few, you know. Um, but I think most of the clients that have quit, that we have decided not to work together, you know, ten. We just we just don't quite get on the level that they may have not come from nothing like I did, or and and all powers to them. They didn't need me anymore. They had some more experiences and maybe some other coaches and and stuff like that. Um, but I think the core people that I work with can get and appreciate the fact that I don't think like everybody else. I'm, I mean, I don't. I look at things in a lot of different ways that a lot of people don't even think. And it's a bad thing sometimes, but the bad comes out of the good. 
So, I mean, I can think of things and I don't, I, I, I don't know, maybe this sounds weird to you. And I'm just kind of spouting out after I just did some book notes, but I'm always being told, you know, from my perspective, you know, that, it, it, that I had a unique perspective, whether it's good or bad, you know, and make, it, it puts people into a different uh, trajectory or something. And of course I've done a lot of good stuff. I'm not, I don't want to sound like some weird ass weirdo here, you know, but, but, you know, yeah. Oh, by the way, our, our sponsor is Snaplock Rotary Sweep Systems. You know, if you're not using a Snaplock system now, you really need to be. Rush Profits, you got your weekly stuff coming at you. Look at your, go to rushprofits.com. Take a look at what Rush has got to offer. There isn't anyone better in the sweep industry or sales to train on a consistent basis on how to train your, what we call educators slash sweeps. And obviously, if you're not using Bare Hands Pro, well, pfft, well, you should be. I mean, it's your inspection program for chimney companies that's got AI built in it. It's got, it can sync with your CRM, ERP. It's it's all of that. And and also it's it's made by a chimney company, you know, Mike Fazy's company. So if you have questions, you can certainly call up, talk to them and they'll listen to you because they're still a chimney company. Okay, back to me being bullied. One of the things I learned from being bullied to, to kind of move perspective a little bit is I was a wrestler. I wanted to play hockey. I I, I played football. I was the I was the smallest lineman, you know, uh, on the on the starting line. Um, um, I mean, I, everyone was twelve inches taller than me. I mean, I've always been through uh, uh, obscurity or absurdity or had to deal with something, you know, bigger than me almost my whole life, and so. As I got into business, I kind of felt like that. I felt like everything was always against me. And I had to solve these problems with employees, solve this training problem, solve how do I get better sales, solve how do I how do I be uh, up on marketing? How do I be better than anyone else in marketing? How do I have better sales? How do I have better chimney caps? How, you know, and I, and I did that. I made sure that I did have that process. So it's funny, like something that recently haunted me and, and it doesn't anymore was how I went to that mixed group. And I think I talked about it and you know, maybe I talked about it too much, you know, and I was I was rejected. And, and it was like, you know, it was crushing to me. But I got to tell you I, why I was rejected, because I fished, man, is a wrestling term. I flopped all over the place. I was not myself. The only time I was myself when we were at that that place and I was part of this mixed group was when I was smoking cigars with Chuck Hall and, or if I was talking to Stoner you know, or if we weren't in the mixed group socializing. I tended to be more of myself at that time, but when we were in it, I tend to be a fish and I that ain't like me. And I, and I don't know why I, I did that. I mean, it's one of those few times that I flopped. Uh, I will never flop again. I will be me. I will be me as loud as I need to be or as quiet as I need to be, but I'm never not going to be me. So there's your lesson. When you're all, so here's today's lesson. I've been bullied. Kind of brings me to the point of you're hearing a lot of stuff online about a lot of different things, a lot of good people giving advice out there. I think my best advice to you is listen to all of us and be you. 
Who cares what I'm doing? Who cares what Stoner's doing? Who cares? You know, I mean, really, we're telling you what we're doing. Look what John Caesar's doing. He's out there. His podcast has got 50 times more listenership to me than I do. You know, and I love what he's doing out there. Um, and so, uh, point is, take what we're all saying and make you, you, your company like yours. Now, obviously, go get certified. If you're an AC company and you're not in the chimney business, you know, uh, and you're listening to this, I apologize. They got a little uh, chimney there for you, a couple minutes on you uh, about the industry. Uh, but I think even if, no matter what industry you're in, listen to everything that you can out there and take it and make it yours. And I think the best thing that you can do with it, you make it yours is what gold are you going to bring out of it to help the industry? If you take, for instance, like my, my scripting, I mean, I think it caught the whole industry on its feet when I came out with it a couple of years talking about scripting. You know, I know Alan Rush didn't like it at first until he heard it. I was like, wow, that's, there is something to that. Um, and he told me this. So, I mean, he told me this is on a surefire live. So I'm not just putting words in his mouth. Um, you know, who, who, what system do you have out there that you could offer anyone? You know, let us know. I mean, but I, you know, I'm going to cut it short today, but I, I wanted to share an experience about me being bullied and, and what it did to affect my entrepreneurship ism, whatever you want to say I've, I've been doing, uh, for the last 25 years. Um, you know, and I know the one thing I don't regret is anything I've ever done in my life because it made me me. And I think as you're growing your business right now, let the mistakes occur and don't regret them because they are who make you who you are. And the way you fix whatever you did wrong might be something brand new to the industry and own that shit and tell us about it. So... Guys, that's my time. Um, I got family here. I've been in here in this office recording since 11 o'clock. I wanted to give you a shout out. If you're an outside the business box listener, thank you. I don't have a huge following, but I, I appreciate it. I've actually had two people uh, this last week who messaged me thanking me uh, for my podcast. And so I, you know, that right there just fueled me. I mean, I'm sorry, but you're going to get another hundred episodes out of me because two people said that. <laughs> it, it just, it's nice to be able to give back, to give what I know something for a thought for you to think about. So guys, that really is my time. And again, uh, Snaplock, if you're not using it, I'd look into it. Rush Profits, man, the guy's just phenomenal. And Bare Hands Pro for your inspection. So I want to thank everybody for uh, this episode and just be you.